0: Hello, welcome back to 15 Minutes of Fascism, a weekly news and analysis podcast updating you on the global rise of the radical right. My name is Craig Johnson. This week, uh, we're going to be focusing on international news. Uh, We've been focusing a little bit over much on the United States, in my opinion, um, especially for a podcast that purports to be about the global rise of the radical right. Anyway, in the United States, most of what's going on is continued activity uh, around those who claim that uh, president-elect Joe Biden stole his election result. Uh, we see a large panoply of right-wing organizations vying for exactly what a post-Trump extreme right in the United States is going to be. Currently leading players in that group uh, include uh, the Proud Boys, a fascist organization founded um, by Gavin McGinnis, uh, but no longer led by him, uh, Organizations like the Patriot Prayer, the 3% who's groups that I've been talking about uh, for the entirety of the history of this podcast, and that I'm unfortunately not going to stop talking about. Uh, these groups and others have been holding rallies throughout the United States claiming that Trump had the election stolen from him, um, but they've gotten pretty little traction about that. Uh, and attendance of these rallies is really shrinking. So that's not exactly a viable path forward. Uh, as the weeks and months go on, and once Trump is actually no longer the president of the United States, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of shifting in that coalition, so it'll be very interesting. Hopefully they just fizzle out, but unfortunately, I don't think that that's the most likely outcome. One of the biggest defeats uh, given to the right-wing in the world this week was a series of raids on an extreme right-wing organization in Germany. Uh, the organization is called the uh, W.O.L.F.'s Brigade, like like Wolf the, the Animal. Um, this is a pro-Nazi, you know, pro-fascist organization. They're anti-Semitic, they're violent. Uh, they think that the current state of Germany should be replaced by a Nazi-style dictatorship. Um, they advocate for rehabilitating the memory of Adolf Hitler and other fascists. Eleven members of this group had their homes raided by the police and the military, Uh, because that kind of shit is illegal in Germany. You can't just be a fascist. You can't just be a Nazi in Germany. It's illegal. Uh, The group was founded in 2016 and has uh, only recently received serious uh, legal attention. This is part of a wider push in the German state to eliminate right-wing groups that have been cropping up a lot more recently. Uh, You might remember me talking about Um, the military eliminating a branch of its special forces because of their affiliation with right-wing organizations. Uh, Interestingly, of course, these raids found no guns in the homes of the members. Uh, You know, they had machetes, they had crossbows, they had things like that, but they didn't have arms. Um, Because again, this is Germany. It is not easy for an individual to acquire things like an AR. Uh, which, um, if a similar raid was conducted against a similar group in the United States, uh, they would probably be found to be armed to the teeth. As anyone who's ever attended a counter protest against the right wing can tell you, um, these people show up with weapons. Uh, it's a very different world in Germany. Continuing on talking about the rest of the world, uh, this is not exactly right wing news, but it's related. Um there was a massive general strike in India this week, um arguably the largest strike ever in human history, uh by some counts involving upwards of 250 million people. Now that's just that's just incredible. It's an incredible figure. Um it was combined with a large-scale farmers uprising uh, about some pro-business agriculture reforms uh that India's prime minister Modi um had advocated in the previous several months. Now, this is why this is relevant right-wing news, because uh, as you should all be aware, Modi, the current prime minister of India, rules uh, under the BJP party, which is a, well, formally a branch or a part of a larger movement called the RSS, uh, which is arguably the largest and most successful right-wing political organization on the face of the earth today. Um, there are parts of the RSS, parts of its history, that are just pretty openly fascistic uh they've had paramilitary branches before. Um, some of their members have dressed in paramilitary garb, they have paramilitary training. They're a nationalist organization um that believes that India should be a country only for Hindus, um, and that people who are not acceptable to them should not be a part of that country's um political universe, its political makeup. Um So the fact that this is a large-scale, massive workers and farmers-peasants uprising in India uh, will be a serious problem uh, for Modi, who has faced some other serious challenges in 2020, like many of his uh, other fellow strongmen, uh, and will will continue to do so uh, after the Trump administration disappears next year. Another similar blow to another similar politician, Jair Bolsonaro, in Brazil, uh, one of his key regional allies, uh, the mayor of Rio de Janeiro, a man named Marcelo Crivella, failed in his attempt to gain re-election in that city. Uh, Crivella is an evangelical Christian. Uh, he's a bishop of a major evangelical Christian organization out of Brazil. Um, and he is an anti-black nationalist. This is in a country where a majority of the people would be understood to be black in the United States. Although racial categories are somewhat more complicated in Brazil, um, although there are movements to advocate for the recognition of blackness um, in a sense that would be more similar to the way that it's treated in the United States. This is an incredibly complicated topic uh, that isn't exactly the topic of this um, this episode, but it stands to reason to talk about it. Guevara um, is also anti-Catholic in a country that is massively, massively Catholic historically, although he is part of the continuing inroads of Protestantism and Evangelicalism in Latin America, another reason that his defeat is interesting, because these evangelical groups are often associated with the extreme right. Now, the future will only tell us exactly what this means, how this will play out uh, as time goes on and Bolsonaro's political career faces re-election. Uh, for himself. All right, this week's See You in Hell is none other than the most famous British fascist himself, Sir Oswald Mosley. Sir Mosley was not knighted. Uh, He received a noble title uh, because of his family's nobility connections. That's the topic for another podcast. Uh, So he was a low-level noble. He served in World War I, uh, like many British young men of his age. Uh, And much like other upper-class people, when he returned from the war, what did he do? Well, he stood for parliament. He won. Uh, He won the seat that he stood for, uh, and he moved from the Conservative Party to the Liberal Party to the Labour Party throughout his career uh, in the 1920s. Now, by 1931, uh, he had failed in his bid to take control of the Labour Party, uh, because he was actually up for several leadership positions in the party, and it was Reasonably possible that there's a real alternate history out there uh, where Oswald Mosley was the prime minister of Great Britain uh, under the Labour Party. Uh, But in this reality, that bid failed. And in 1931, he founded uh, a new party called the New Party, like capital N, uh, capital N, capital P party, um, which he later renamed the British Union of Fascists, uh, which is the name more people are familiar with. The British Union of Fascists, uh, often just called the Union or the Union of Fascists of the British Union, um, had some popularity uh, for its ideology and policies uh, for concepts like corporatism, um, which is a particular fascist way of talking about uh, the economy. Not all corporatists are fascists, but um, corporatism is a way that fascists talk about the economy uh, as a means to... Critique capitalism, but in a non-Marxist way. Um, Corporatism emphasizes what they call the sort of like organic or natural um, organization of society, you know, traditionalism. Um, They think that workers and business leaders should all be stakeholders in deciding how the economy works, things like that. Now, again, while these ideas gained serious traction uh, and were considered seriously in major newspapers and by other politicians, Uh, There was actually very little success uh, for the British Union of Fascists uh, electorally and in terms of its membership, its organization. It grew, but it couldn't have the same street presence as fascist groups in other countries in Europe, partly because it was very successfully confronted by very real, big anti-fascist movements in Britain and also especially Jewish rights organizations Uh, Jewish people defending their neighborhoods from being marched through um, by British fascists um, and by their parents' military wing, uh, which, like the paramilitary wing of the Italian fascist party, uh, was called the Black Shirts because their uniforms were black. Now, that is basically the state that Mosley's party was in throughout the 1930s uh, into the rise of the Nazi party in Germany, Um, through Hitler's success in Germany up until the outbreak of the war. Um, When the war broke out, fascism was a a lot harder uh, to get British people to sign up for. And indeed, by 1940, Mosley himself and most other prominent British fascists, whether or not they were members of his party, uh, were interned um, under an anti-collaborator law that uh, the British passed. Uh so Mosley spent the entirety of World War II uh effectively under house arrest. It wasn't his house, but it was a house. He was he was in a home on a prison ground. So Mosley was detained and prevented from influencing British political uh life throughout the entirety of World War II. After the war, he briefly re-entered politics as a pan-Europeanist. Uh, you know, he thought that Europe should unite under one nation, um, and he even founded a party to advocate for this. This is a really interesting thing, especially given the directions that the extreme right has been going in Europe recently, uh, especially with the rise of identitarian movements that advocate for a sort of pan white, pan European nation. Uh, These groups have been gaining some prominence, uh, especially in France and in Spain. Um, But in the 1950s and 60s, when mostly attempted this, they failed. Uh, So, having done all that, mostly retired to private life in paris uh, where he dies of complications from his parkinson's disease uh, so oswald mosley uh, dead this week in history december 3rd 1980 we'll see you in hell all right everybody that was 15 minutes of fascism a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right i'm craig johnson thanking sleepy kitty arts and sleepy kitty music for our graphics intro and outro and i will talk to you next week